Okay, uh, Richard Bennett, thank you so much for joining me in this interview. It is the 22nd of October 2013, and we're just going to be looking at number, just asking number questions on gospel presentations. Um, in many of your Visio presentations, you mentioned how grieved you were about how the gospel had changed, especially to your tracks. And could you just talk us through um, how you came to these convictions? Yes, it was um, many, many years ago when I was a Roman Catholic priest. Um, it was on the years particularly following 1972 where I nearly died after a serious accident and I began for some years afterwards to search for what was the true biblical message because had I died in that very serious accident I wanted to be clear on the gospel message and more and more as the years went by in the um, from 72 coming up to 79 and then becoming into the early 80s I began to see that a person is saved by grace alone through faith alone in Christ Jesus alone and all on the authority of Scripture alone. I saw that quite clearly, even though I still was unsaved as a Catholic priest. And um, I began then to listen to the radio for Billy, Billy Graham, Hour of Decision. We had it on AM, on um, in Radio Trinidad, and um, 610 Radio was called. And I used to listen on Sunday afternoon to Billy Graham's Hour of Decision. And then when I heard his presentations, particularly just just to make your decision and to accept Jesus into your heart and to and to then he would say that he would um, then you know give assurance that you truly had been saved on on his videos and it was uh, it was very 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 difficult uh, it was like one that he made some years later. And uh, but this is typical of Billy Graham, where he said, "When, when uh, Adam fell, that was a vote against you. When Christ Jesus died on the cross, that was a vote for you." And then he said, "Now you cast a deciding vote." And I thought, you know, "How horrendous this could be! That 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 is a horrendous message given as the gospel." That is not anything like what the Scripture says. It's by the authority of Scripture alone that we trust on Christ Jesus alone. There's no such thing as cast making it as a final vote. It's all of God. It's God so loved the world. It's not I, I by my power, I'm going to save myself by trusting on, on my inviting Jesus into my heart or casting the deciding vote. So, this sort of thing pained me a lot, and uh, I then sent to to the uh, states and and to England and uh, to the Billy Graham Association, and I got back materials, but it was the same teaching in tract form. And then I wrote to others, such as um, the Campus Crusade for Christ and uh, other ministries such as that, asking for materials and getting it back, and it was always. The same thing. It was to uh, make your decision to picture Jesus standing at the door of your heart, knocking, and to invite him in, and then you would be saved, and assurance was given that you would be uh, saved 
and always saved by the decision that you've made to invite Jesus into your heart. This was extremely difficult. It was even painful and sometimes I even got physically upset. My stomach would turn because I knew from Scripture that it was all of God and salvation was in Christ Jesus. The very first search that I made in Scripture, that was way back in 72 itself, I saw like in Galatians, I beg your pardon, in Ephesians chapter 1 and 2, I saw that it was utterly salvation in Christ. I I read Ephesians chapter 1 and 2 and I saw 42 times in that those two chapters the fact that salvation is in Christ. Verse 6, accepted in the beloved. And it goes on, in him in whom we have redemption. And it talks about it talks about salvation being in the person of Christ Jesus. And uh, the well-known Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, By grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. It is God's gift, and salvation is in Christ, not by works, lest anyone should boast. And I had underlined that 42 times in my Catholic Bible and here is such as Billy Graham saying in your heart and and then by a decision and I saw that in scripture it's God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son it's not anything that I do or anybody else has done it's what God does as he sends forth his word and we trust on Christ Jesus alone as he has decided God has loved us and given us the word and it was utterly painful to see these uh, these horrendous statements made by well-known evangelicals and I discovered later on it was the same with such as Louis Palau and he was quite well-known for tapping on the on the on the podium where he was preaching from saying Christ is knocking at the door of your heart invite him in so that you may be saved and made right before God and I knew that this was not true it's not my inviting or anyone's inviting of Christ into the heart it's all of God, all of grace. And um, so it was back then, and regretfully it's even worse today. There's more ministries that do this man's way. Uh, For those of us who are old like myself, it's like um, the famous last concluding song of Frank Sinatra. Maybe you're not old enough to know of that well-known singer, and he was well-known in Trinidad and, you know, in um, the States and England and in the English-speaking world, Frank Sinatra's songs all through his career. And then this final song where he said, I did it my way. This was like salvation. I did it my way. Horrendous. Mm. It's only salvation God's way. And um, do you think there's any common source? Do you think there's anything affecting Billy Graham, Louis Palau? Like that. Um, I think it was um, 
I think it's quite obvious that they were looking for statistics of how many thousands of people made decisions it was like to build up a ministry and to build up the the resources of the ministry and to become quite well known that many thousands of people had made their decisions and so have been saved and you get quite well known and sometimes even famous such as Billy Graham himself and his son Franklin Graham has taken over a similar type of ministry today and it's it's that motivation and it's, it's really is big business uh, to put it bluntly and uh, it's quite it's quite sad because it's not the gospel message and sometimes it's small ministries whereby the true word goes forth but it's it's the truth of God based on scripture alone and we see lives saved. I know when I was saved uh, in um, 1985 and I trusted in Christ alone, uh, it was utter change in my life and I saw that like the addiction I had at that time to drink, to steady my nerves and to sleep at night, that that was gone as I trusted in Christ alone. And there was deep peace in my life and my life was changed and I've seen many others in the course of the ministry now I now have people really lives are changed and in these churches where you have this false message um, they talk about people um, whose lives have not been changed they say they're just carnal Christians they just have made Christ their saviour and they haven't made him Lord we do not make Christ Jesus the Saviour or Lord, he is Saviour and Lord. And all the statements in the scripture, like Paul speaking to the jailkeeper, believe on the Lord Jesus. We believe on him. He's Lord and Saviour at one time. And we do not separate and we do not try to justify that lives have been changed when they haven't been changed. <laughs> They're still living as carnal Christians. They're still not saved. And we look to the true message, believe on the Lord Jesus, know that you're dead in trespass and sins, and lives are changed mm. to the glory of God. Do you think there's any similarity between the Billy Graham Gospel and Rome's Gospel? There is, it's quite similar, and that is, uh, that is again, quite sad, and it's heartbreaking in many ways, because the, the Catholic Church insists that man has been wounded uh, and they said in uh, in the famous uh, church in the modern world, Vatican II documents, man has been wounded when he comes to think about his real self and looks into the uh, recesses of his heart where God awaits him. There he decides his own destiny in the sight of God. That is practically word for word quotation because I know I had preached that as a priest. And... Uh, you decide your own destiny. This is the Catholic Church saying the same thing. It's you decide your own destiny and you are wounded. The Bible says we're dead in trespass and sins. We're not somehow incapacitated. We are dead in sins. It's all of God. And it's, it's quite similar, we can see from that quotation I gave and the um, teaching of um, Billy Graham. They say that Man has sinned, you know, and fallen from God, but still has the ability. They look upon man still capable of making a decision. 
He still has the capability. Scripture does not allow for that capability. It says we are dead. And um, like Paul's great gospel, as declared in Romans chapter 3, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All. There's no unrighteous, no not one. The same apostle Paul said. And so this idea of man being capable and uh, the Roman Catholic Church saying man is wounded and when he looks into the deep recesses of his heart where God awaits him, he decides his own destiny in the sight of God is quite similar. Mm. And so that really answers your question. Mm. How widespread is this kind of belief in human ability in the modern church today? Uh, it is quite well spread and it's quite it's quite it has permeated particularly since 1994 when well-known people like Chuck Colson and Richard John Newhouse produced a document called Evangelicals and Catholics Together. And uh, they were saying that Catholics together with Evangelicals are brothers and sisters in Christ. And um, then in 1997 they came up with a second uh, document called The Gift of Salvation, Evangelicals and Catholics together to the second uh, document and it also was even more sinisterly evil uh, because of this shrewdness in which the words were said like using the word conferred instead of imputed Mm -hmm. so that Catholics could sign thinking that the sacraments confer grace and Evangelicals could sign because they uh, purportedly believe that grace is imputed, as you believe on. So by using the Catholic word and not the biblical word, that they could define the gospel message. Very cleverly deceitful. And these uh, documents have been quite successful in a humanistic way. Um, Lots of churches that used to be um, Bible-believing, such as the Conservative Baptist Church, and many other, like First Baptists of of this city or that city or community Bible churches and all of these just went by the wayside and went into this idea of um, what is called Arminianism going back to Arminius in the early part of church history who believed that man's own ability he could save himself uh, by doing certain things looking to Christ he could save himself that this was uh, it has permeated and it is, it, is, it is widespread. And that's why what you are doing, uh, Paul, is so necessary in your ministry, making these things known so that people hear the true gospel message. How far, going back to the Reformation, how far has even the Reform Movement today, or the professing Reform Movement, drifted from Luther, Calvin, and the Second Reformation? That is a very good question because uh, there since the Reformation, we had solid Reformed churches and uh, really standing strong in the true gospel message for many, many years. But then in recent times, in the uh, late uh, 20th century, coming into the 21st century in which we now live, we had real deviation from the gospel message and churches that had been Reformed notably the uh, Presbyterian Church, PCA, as Presbyterian Church of America, they had, uh, they had s- stood for the true gospel and other forms of, uh, of Presbyterianism that were known in Scotland and that were known in, in 
Wales and uh, known in Ireland and other other nations uh, that these forms of Presbyterianism that had given the true gospel for years now got into a theology called the New Perspective. And in the New Perspective, instead of saying that we're saved by grace alone, through faith alone, and in Christ Jesus alone, they added that we are imputed with righteousness by these things as we live. And the final reckoning of us as just and as saved will be if we have lived a faithful life at the moment of our death, then then a person is truly justified. And that is horrendous. That is adding works in after what appears to be a true gospel message. And then as you faithfully live your Christian life at the moment of your death, you're justified. That is just the works gospel at the end of your days. And it is utterly sad uh, a form of the new perspective is called uh, Federal Vision. It was really started by Doug Wilson, a well-known pastor and teacher in America, but having great effect here in Ireland and in, in uh, England and other English-speaking countries. He brought in the idea, concept, that uh, that water and the words I baptize you in the name of Father, Son and Holy Spirit, that there is a direct link between water and grace. Uh, He said in a book on the subject, he didn't take it as absolute, but it's the norm. And uh, this has brought in the whole heretical teaching that um, a person is baptized it's regenerative, like the Catholic Church says, that it gives new life as you're baptized. And this has had a devastating effect, uh, particularly because um, Doug Wilson was well known in the homeschool movement in the United States and people overseas in countries like this would have used his materials as well in Ireland and other countries, whereby now it gets into the homeschool material when it comes to religion and what faith is. And so you could have excellent teaching on geography and mathematics and all the different subjects. But when it comes to faith, this sort of thing being put in as the way we become Christians is horrendously apostate. And I'm not using that word lightly. It is apostate. It's a falling away from the truth. And this is just an example of how it's permeated churches that used to be reformed, and uh, particularly those churches that I've mentioned, um, the reformed churches whereby um, what we would more call reformed Baptist, and, uh, and then the uh, Presbyterian reformed churches who have been corrupted with a false message, um, such as the new perspective regarding um, Presbyterianism. And such as Doug Wilson, <coughs> together with um, Steve Wilkins and uh, and Steve Schischel, uh in New York, <coughs> well-known former Jew who was preaching the true uh, reform message of um, justification by faith alone in Christ alone and by grace alone. And it was um, it's it's just horrendous to see these things. Yeah. 
Another major influence on the modern church is a man by the name of Rick Warren. And Warren, especially when he's been joining up with John Piper. How serious do you think that is? Because John Piper is really, still really well respected. Uh, I say Piper has been well respected, but when he uh, joined together with uh, Rick Warren, uh, when you see the outlandish things that, uh, that uh, have been given by um, Rick Warren to um, a man-made type of salvation that is uh, dressed to please human beings. Uh, it, it's, it's horrendous to see a man who had true biblical faith before that. And it, it's, it's, uh, <coughs> it's blasphemously horrendous. And I think that it has been disgraced, but it shows the, <coughs> the apostate age in which we live and the necessity to get message yourself like you were making known mm-hmm. uh, Paul so that people can be aware that these mm-hmm. famous well known names have now deviated mm-hmm. completely Just, from the gospel so the final question I give you is this would you believe that the vast majority of professing Christianity is severely deceived and what most men of good faith do um, that is the question I wouldn't I wouldn't answer and say the vast majority, I do not know, <clears throat> I do not know what is the, what the, the figures would be. I know that there are tremendous amount of true Bible-believing churches uh, right across Ireland where we speak and right across England and the United States where I live myself. I know that there are many, many sound and I have been really encouraged because in my ministry I'm invited to speak at different churches and uh, I have been invited to speak at different churches across America and sometimes overseas. And I'm amazed to see how many churches are really standing strong. But you don't hear about them. Uh, they're not well known. They, they, you don't find anything much about them on the Internet. They may have web pages, but they're not known. And uh, I have been really heartened. But I'd say that there are a sizable number of um, evangelical churches that really have been contaminated. And uh, we I do not make any guess of what percentage it is, but it's certainly sizable. Mm-hmm. Richard Bennett, thank you very much. And thank you, Paul, and praise God for the great work that you do, by God's grace. Amen. Amen. God bless you.